0: Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Chandelier Room podcast. This is episode number five. It has been a long time coming, but I hope that it'll be worth it. Um, the last few months have been such a revelation for me, um, just opening my eyes into another way of walking with God and trusting God. And I want to share it with you this episode is going to be called Faith, Peace, and Trust because I feel like those three pieces together. Um, It's just where I am right now learning, not saying that I've mastered, but I just want to share with you um, some things I've learned about the Lord and my walk with him. Um, But also kind of the excitement of what spurred on this. So in April of this year, God kind of sent me on a journey of uh, creating an in-person event, a conference, if you will, for the Chandelier Room. And I had my doubts about it, but I said, let's just put it on the calendar. And I knew I wanted to do the weekend of September 23rd to 24th, um, right around there. And it's actually the Jewish New Year. The Christianity faith has a, a Jewish root. So that's just something I want, you know, I'll just throw that in there. But it's a very powerful time. This Jewish New Year. It's the new year on God's calendar. So I said, okay, that's the day I want to do it now. I put some things, some fillers out there for spaces and all of that and I kind of dropped it and I wasn't sure and then I came back to it in July and it became such a big burden y'all, it became such a big thing and I was just preoccupied by it and it became stressful and I was like, "What is going on? Like I want to do this." Um and I'm going to enjoy it like I'm going to enjoy it but I I realized I was doing a lot of it in my own strength and so it was taking a lot out of me. And then I tried to rationalize how I was going to make it happen. Have y'all ever done that? Like even if you have something that you know you're going to do, have you just tried to do it on your own and found it really really stressful or you're trying to plan all the pieces. You're trying to plan for what could go wrong, what could go right. Um I don't know if y'all are like me, but I'm a, I can be a planner. And that's good. You want to be organized. But sometimes my planning went so far as to what I could do on my own. So I eliminated every variable, everything that could go outside of my power so I could make sure it went right. But guess what? If I do something in my own strength, I have to rely on myself to make it happen. And that is not what this is about. That's not what your Christian faith is about. It's not. Um, When God has led you to do something, you really got to rely on him to do it. So let me back up a little bit. Like I said, back in April, I was putting some feelers out there for spaces. You know, things are expensive and uh, the food is expensive. Everything's just crazy expensive. Nothing's free. But I knew I wanted to do this um, outside of my local church because I wanted to make it accessible. Uh, This is the Chandelier Room Gathering. It's coming up on September 24th. And I I just knew I wanted to do something outside of the church. I knew I wanted to do it where I could invite anyone and they would be comfortable there. They wouldn't feel like they had to get dressed up. They wouldn't feel like they had to be perfect, um, not have their tattoos, piercings, whatever. And so um, that comes with a cost, right? So I'm looking at what I can do. And the more I did that, it was very, very stressful because it was about what Chrissy could do. But I have to remember, um, I had to remember that... Whatever God calls you to do, he's going to provide for you to do it. Not only is he going to provide for you financially, but spiritually, like he will anoint you. Anointing is just a fancy word for God's power being on you, like a special gifting. And so I feel like what I want to share with you today was that if God has brought you to something that is impossible or really, really difficult, Like God will give you enough confidence to say, let's do it. But then after that, you're like, okay, all these other pieces, how? Well, I just want to encourage you today that if God has led you to something, if he's brought you to it, he'll see you through it, is what we say, um, what people tend to say. So I just want to encourage you of that. And I'm encouraging myself at the same time. So when I first started to go all in, this was late June, early July, I was just going in, like I was sleeping about it. I was getting tummy aches about it. I'm like, this is not how it's supposed to be. But I can also say that I was relying on my own strength. I was relying on my own finances, what I could do, what I felt would be safe. Have y'all ever done that? (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? So let's go over to Matthew. Matthew, um, this is chapter 14 and 22. And I feel like this chapter and this, um, this, um, this piece of it will be really good to just break down what I experienced and it'll help all of us. And I love doing these podcasts because it's not just for me to teach or to share, but this is so good for me to come back and listen and say, okay, this is where I was. This was my thought process. So this is almost like a diary for me guys. So um, I'm trying to speak to you, but at the same time, I am speaking to my own heart for the future when I need to come back to this. So It's Matthew 14, 22. It's when Jesus walks on water. And if you look at this chapter, what's so cool about it, this is Jesus um, really coming into the fulfillment of his ministry because he starts to do the miracles that he's known for. But if you look at the beginning, uh, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, who was the forerunner, meaning he came before him to prepare the way, as the Bible said, for Jesus, he had just been... um, Killed. He was just killed at the order of um, one of the Romans. His daughter wanted him, his head for her birthday. Um, It was like her, she wanted that. Well, I won't go into all that. But um, that was her birthday wish is that she wanted his head and he was killed. Um, They told Jesus about it. And when he heard this, it said he withdrew from there to a boat. To a desolate place by himself But then the crowds followed him All the sick, everyone came to him He just started doing all of these amazing miracles Now if you move down to Verse 22 This is when Jesus walks on water And I want us to look at Peter Because Peter is like us And Jesus is Jesus of course And so if we look at how Peter responded to Jesus It really can show us um, And really encourage us And give us some keys here For when we are in a space or a place where we have to trust God with something so impossible as walking on water. Okay, Jesus walked on water as a man, fully God, of course, and fully man, but he still was under the law of physics, right? Jesus had gravity. The um, Surface area of water is not gonna keep you up and yet he was walking on water, but for Peter to do it, mm, that's crazy. So let's read it. So it's 14, Matthew 14, 22, it says, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, the, the 5,000 he just fed, he went on to the mountain by himself to pray. Number one, he was praying. When evening came, he was alone. But the boat, but the boat by this time was long away. So as he's in the, in the mountains praying, his boat with his disciples in it was kind of, you know, drifting off into the water. Um, it was beaten by waves for the wind was strong against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Okay, so the fourth watch of the night is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So um, early, early morning. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, do not be afraid. Um, So first, we know Jesus went away to pray. We know that he, he did that early in the morning. And then it also says here um, that his disciples were afraid upon seeing him because he was walking on the water. So he was empowered uh, in his prayer time and he was the son of God. um, So he could do this. But what was cool is that he started to comfort those friends saying, take heart, do not be afraid. So Jesus noticed that it was fear that they were really afraid of seeing him that way Um, and walking and defying gravity and defying the laws of physics. And Peter said to him, if, if it is you, command to me to come out on the water. Now, Jesus said, come. So what's so great is that Jesus will do something impossible as a model for us to do something impossible. And Jesus told him from the get go before he even asked, you know, Lord, if it's you, command that I come out on the water. And, come, and Jesus said, come. Before that, he was already sensing their fear and what he was doing. And he said, Come don't be afraid come so peter got out of the water got on the got out of the boat and walked on water and came to jesus but when he saw the wind he was again afraid and began to sink and cried out lord save me now this is indicative of our lives not just um things god has told us to do um, or things that you know we can't control But this happens in life all the time We get excited We see something impossible But God gives us that faith And he says come go do it We go out we start walking But then something comes Here it says the wind And he was afraid and he began to sink So he cried out Lord save me Which is a good thing to do But we have to notice that the fear That came from the wind He saw his eyes were on the wind he, w- he became afraid. And then the impossible was no longer possible for him. It started to, he started to sink. Now, a lot of people say, use this term, this um, this passage to say, as long as as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he could walk on water. And that's true. But we also, we just have to keep our eyes that fear is not from God. God Jesus just said Do not be afraid And don't look around It's like you have to keep your eyes on Jesus And I know that sounds weird because okay, We don't see him physically Um, That is a seer's gift Some people do have encounters with God Where they they have dreams and visions And they do see God And they do see angels But most of us aren't there yet And we haven't seen that And so I haven't seen that Um, I've had visions but carry on um, we have to remember that if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus meaning focusing on him remembering what he said reading his word praying and in your mind's eye in your imagination imagining Jesus what does Jesus want to do with my life what does Jesus want to do in this being impossible thing like if he were standing right here what would he want to do when we look at this chapter Jesus wanted to feed the 5000 if we're in front of masses who are hungry. What do you think Jesus wants to do? I'm thinking he's standing next to me saying, let's feed these people. And I'm thinking he knows that I don't have enough money to feed all these people. Just like the event I'm throwing on September 24th. God knows what I have. And he knows that I physically, I am financially don't have enough. But I am trusting him and I'm keeping my eyes on him. And he's going to help me. So check it out. In Matthew fourteen thirty one, he says, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? So Jesus is also making the correlation that because he started to doubt, he started to sink because he started to doubt. And he, he started to be able, he wasn't able to do the supernatural thing that God called him to do. Come, come out on the water. And so You have to think about that with life. Um, There are going to be things, winds and waves. So winds could be um, God telling you to go out and do this event like he's telling me. And then you lose your job. This year, my son, actually last night, my son just went to college. That's a big time. That's a big financial time. Um, Financially um, tapping. But I felt like the Lord wanted me to do it. And you know what? There was one thing I kept thinking. I kept thinking, if I don't do this, if I cancel it, how will I feel on the day of? The Lord will forgive me if I don't do it. I'll say, okay, Lord, I'll do it another time or maybe next year, maybe once I've saved up some more money, maybe when I have more time to market this thing, maybe when I have more donors for the chandelier room because now we are a 501c3, maybe when I get some grants, maybe then I'll do it. But I knew that in my heart of hearts, And in my soul, that I would not be happy if September 24th came and I hadn't done it. If I had canceled the venue. If I had told all these people, no, there's not going to be an event. Like, I wouldn't be happy sitting at home knowing that I hadn't done this thing. So, the winds and waves came. Um, I tried to play small. And can I tell you that when I played small and I was relying on myself, what I could do, it was gruesome but as soon as I said you know what I'm going out on faith and I said I'm, I'm booking the bigger venue and I'm trusting God to bring the people bring the volunteers um, bring the finances I have so much peace y'all God is looking for daughters and sons but daughters that believe him if we're stepping out on for God, he's not going to let us fall. But things may not look like the way we want them to getting up to it. And maybe the big thing you have to do doesn't completely look like what you thought it would look like. But can I tell you, he will not let you fail. The Bible says you'll never see the righteous forsaken or their sons, their children, their seed begging for bread. That's that's a promise. So I take that promise for myself. I take that promise for my son in college. I take my that promise for this event. And I also look at this. Okay, Isaiah 26, 3 to 5. This is another scripture that kept coming to me. It says, you keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he or she trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever for he is the Lord our God. He is an everlasting rock. Let me say that again. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an everlasting rock. This is Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. And so the Bible says it again. He keeps us in perfect peace whose mind or your imagination or your eyes, your heart is set on him, is stayed on you, is focused on him because he trusts you. So I, I call this message again faith, peace, and trust because you have to have faith to even make the calls or even take the steps. I mean, God's telling you to go back to school or telling you to open a business or telling you to confront someone um, about the way they're living and someone who knows you for you that hasn't been perfect. Um, It's going to take some faith to believe, okay, I heard from God and that this is something I should do, that this is actually him, God talking to me. And it's what he wants me to do and I call it peace and trust because the peace came as soon as I did what I couldn't do I committed to do what I can't do you know it comes a time when everyone every believer has to die and I know it sounds very if you're a new believer that sounds crazy right but I mean dying to yourself meaning the Bible says it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So if Christ is here, what would he do? Would he do what he could afford? The Bible says the son of man had nowhere to lay, lay, lay his head. When it came time to pay taxes, Jesus went to the supernatural and said, go to that, that pond over there, that body of water. Pull that fish out and there's going to be a coin. Pay your taxes with it. Like he didn't, you know, he wasn't poor. He had one of them among them who carried the money. Um, when he was born, they gave him money and they, they gave him gold and incense and myrrh. Like they, they bestowed things on him. But the Bible says, you know, he had nowhere to lay his head. Like he wasn't um, bankrolling. He didn't have it like that. They They spent a lot of time nomad like in going places and just preaching the gospel and sharing. But when it came time for him to do the impossible, he had everything he needed. So peace comes when you do what God says to do, despite what you have, despite that's what faith is. The Bible says faith is the evidence of things not seen, the things hoped for. So we're not going to see it. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Um, so what I want to encourage you to, uh, today is that you may not see the how, but that's faith. You know, that is faith. Um, and, and so we want to be people who push those lines. Now, if you die to yourself, then you won't have to worry about looking bad. If things don't turn out, you just do what God says. So a lot of times for me, I was thinking, what if no one shows? What if um, I can't afford it? Or what if. This doesn't flow right. Who's going to speak? Um, who's, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just trusting God with it. I'm not perfect at it. I just want to encourage you. And of course, this recording is so that I can come back and encourage myself. Now, I butchered that scripture about what faith is. So Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay, so faith is thing is having evidence The substance of things hoped for. You're not going to see it. Now, sometimes God blesses us and said, okay, babe, here's what you're going to do, and it's going to go like this, this, and this. And you don't see how. You don't have the equipment. You don't feel prepared, but you just have that word and you trust God that, okay, that's what's going to happen. And so I call it peace. Because I had peace as soon as I went big. I went from a venue that I could afford in one payment to a venue that's bigger that I'll have to make more payments. But I felt like God wanted big. There's no way God wants me to go small and go depending on what Christy can do and what she can afford. This is bigger than me. This is an opportunity. For God to talk to his daughters, daughters that don't even know they're his daughters, daughters who have never set foot in a church, God, you know, that God really wants to have an encounter and talk to and just show his love to. So the Chandelier Room gathering will be held on September 24th, 2022, here in Columbus, Georgia, at um, the Elizabeth um, Bradley Center here at CSU. Um, if I'm going to put some links out, um, but visit us at thechandelierroom.org and all the details are there. You can register. It's free. There is, It's free if you'd like to donate. We are a 501c3. Everything is tax deductible. So you can give if you'd like, but I want it to be free because I want women to just come and hear the Father's heart. That should never cost. Um, now, the other thing was the um, trust. So now I'm at a point where I'm trusting God with all the details. So he, I'm laying the foundation and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to detail it and make it just as clean as I can make it. But I also have to leave room for him to do what he wants to do. So I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him every day just to make this event what he wants it to be. And I'm just walking that out. So every day I'm touching the conference. <laughs> you know, everybody says when you're in the business world, um, entrepreneur world, they say touch your business every day. So just do a little something for it every day. It might not be big things, but I'm tr- I'm trusting him and I'm touching the conference every day. Whether I'm inviting a friend, whether I'm making an email, where I'm creating some video or something. Um I'm just I'm trusting him with the outcome. I'm trusting him that whoever he wants to be there will be there. And who needs to hear this message about his love, about their worth, to heal their hearts from old things and to fulfill their purpose? That is the goal. That is the the mission of this conference is to tell women about their worth. I think. We, the society, I have been away from media for a long time. I already say that. But when I pop on and I watch a show or watch a video and I listen to music, it's really crazy how the worth of us is all about our looks and our bodies or our money. And that's not us. That's not what daughters are. We are, we're righteous. We're holy. We're beautiful. We're, we're wives. We're mothers. We're daughters. We're set apart. We are worth waiting for. We are clothed in dignity. And um, I just want these women to know their worth. I want them to know their worth. And so we have some wonderful speakers coming in. Um, one of my friends, Tabata Boyd, she's the founder of the Sprinkles, Sprinkles Movement. Um, you can find her at the Sprinkles Movement. And she's all about your worth, all about your presence, just you being there, how it matters. She is a bubbly bubble of joy, just sweet. And she's just so kind and i just i'm i'm just so excited to have her there. My other friend is Nicole Mahalik. I hope i'm saying it right. Um and she's a friend i met in a prophetic um group. She is just a fireball intercessor, just the joy of the lord all over her. She's going to be talking about purpose. And you know, and i'll be sharing about uh healing, healing your soul. Like sometimes we go through things in life that just stick with us and we can be better and move on, like the world tells you. Move on, just get over it, let it go, you know. But and learn from it, sure. Some of us are even learning that we should just cut people out of our lives um, to some extent. Sometimes you do have to do that, but it's better to heal yourself, it's better to forgive and let go. Um, it's better to let the Lord forgive, help you to forgive, and to forgive you. And then let his Holy Spirit bring you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Because the Holy Spirit is the healer. He is the one who's going to make all those old feelings and old thoughts just be so removed from you that they don't affect your everyday life. And a lot of us, including myself, we walk around with glasses on from the past. There, We've got these, um, I like to call them lenses, where you know life just looks different because of what you've been through. And we don't. God doesn't want us to walk that way. Uh, Jesus died for us to have a life. He said he came to give life and life more abundantly. So not just salvation, but a crazy, awesome, fulfilling life here. No, it won't be perfect. Yes, we'll have to work at some things, but he didn't die so we can just get along or work, you know, kind of limp through life and like, well, at least I'm here and I'm I'm going to heaven. I'll be good one day. No, he wants you to have a life that is full. Now And he wants us to give that to other people too. That is the real prize is that once we become um, who we already are, if you will, but once we're healed and we're whole and we know our worth and we know we have a purpose, it fuels us and then we get to share it with the world like there's no better feeling. Oh, So Hebrews 12, 12, 2, Hebrews 12 2 says, We're looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand at the throne of God. So this is the God we serve. Jesus is God. He's the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. They are one. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But Jesus is our representation that we can follow because he he was fully man and it was fully God. And he did amazing things that he said we're going to do greater. So. This may have been a rambling podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. But what I want to encourage you of is these three things. Keep your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says that he will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your eyes on him. Also, when God calls you to something really big that looks almost impossible like walking on water, don't doubt. It's okay to doubt in your mind. You know, It's okay to have like, okay, how? But keep your eyes on jesus where you say okay lord i don't know how but i know you're faithful i don't know where the finances are going to come from i don't know uh how i'm going to get into this company that is like the company of my dreams i don't know how i'm going to get my son to come back home after being in the streets i don't know how i'm going to get my husband to stop um being nasty to me or Talking to other women, you know, flirting. I don't know what it could be, you guys. It could be a lot for women. We have a lot of things, you know, on our plates. But whatever it is, whatever seems impossible, whether it's in your relationships or your finances or what you call, you think God has called you to do that unique thing. I just want you to know that if you keep your eyes on Jesus... And you listen to him. And you ask him. And just give him some time. Just get quiet. Even if it's for five minutes and just say, okay, Lord, from 530 to 535 today, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to read a scripture and I'm just going to sit here and see what you have to say to me. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to sing my favorite worship song. And I'm just going to see. You know, God honors those time commitments. And I just want to encourage you that if you will... Just put your faith in him and say, Lord, I don't know how, but you do. You'll have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And then you can trust him to push you from where you are. Not push, but catapult you. Just move you from where you are to where you're meant to be. And you will have peace, far more peace than you'd ever have by trying to do it on your own. Because if God calls you to something, he'll make the way. If he calls you to it, he'll bring you through it, they say. You know, if he orders something, he's going to pay the bill. So I'm going to pray for you and we're going to wrap out, wrap out, wrap up. Okay. Father in heaven, we just thank you so much for this wonderful walk we have for you. We're learning to trust you more so that we can have faith to do the things you've called us to do. And even when we don't see how. We're just going to believe you. We're going to be honest with you that there's some things that we just don't know how will get done on our own. But we know that you're faithful. And uh, we just love that you have such a great track record. You've never failed. You've never lost a battle. And as far as um, as long as we've known you, God, things have been hurtful, maybe a little disappointing, but you've never left us. You've never left us. And you've been really, really good to us. We just thank you for that. And I thank you for the chandelier room gathering. Women will be coming from near and far and online across the world that they will hear something from these women that will speak from you, um, that will hear from you and speak what you'd have a say. And they're going to hear something that's going to just click, something that's just going to change their lives. They're going to be saved, healed, set free and delivered. And they're going to be new. And the old lenses that aren't lenses that you want them to have, that are lenses of trauma or rejection, um, hurt and pain, Lord, those lenses are coming off. Those scales are coming off of their eyes. So I thank you for that. Lord, I praise you because you are so good and serving you is so, so fulfilling. Lord, I pray that every sister that is going to hear this and is going to be at that conference. I pray that they have just this Holy Spirit fire in them just to know that you're going to use them mightily and that it may be scary, but we're going to trust you, God, and just Know that we have nothing to lose, but you have glory to gain, and that's why we're here. We pray these things, and we honor you, and we lift you up in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, ladies, if you're interested, you can go to thechandelierroom.org or Google us, The Chandelier Room Gathering. You'll find it on Eventbrite. That's the best way to register. Um, because then I can reach out to you with um, updates and you can get your ticket. It is free, but we'd love for everyone to register so we can plan ahead how much is to have and gifts and raffles and things like that. Also, you can find the event on Facebook, Instagram, um, but we'd love it if you registered in, on Eventbrite. Um, the link is um, going to be in the show notes here. We love you. We just thank you so much for being part of the Chandelier Room. You can always find us in the Chandelier Room group on Facebook. That's where we all come together. We'll be starting some Bible studies this week. We'd love to have you. And, of course, we'd love to have you on September 24th here in Columbus, Georgia or online. God bless you and keep walking, keep moving forward, keep your eyes on Jesus. And I'll see you there. Take care. Bye.